Hello? Howdy, partners. Mommies and daddies, welcome back. Idiotomatic Podcast. I'm your host, Aotomatic, a.k.a. Armand Brooks. Just a reminder, you guys are listening to the number one rated podcast on Apple right now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Give yourselves a pat on the back. I'm recording this on Monday night. I couldn't wait to talk about The Bachelorette. So I know you guys are watching. I know you care about what I have to say about it. So, interesting episode. Becca decides that she wants to take all the dudes to Las Vegas, Nevada. A bachelor's paradise. Maybe she wants to see how they're acting you know, when they're, while they're still single, um, maybe, you know, she's trying to go on a little bachelorette party. Who knows? Maybe she found a, a, a wife as the commercials would have led you to believe. But they continued with the, the trend of, um, the star power thing. And they invited Wayne Newton on Wayne Newton looks like he's dying or already dead. He looks like he's a fucking cyborg. He has, he looks almost like a, a leather couch that was repurposed to be a life-sized human doll. He's got enough Botox in to like freeze a horse. He ends up riding up on a horse, which wasn't, wasn't the coolest way to arrive. I mean, you already had a guy come up on a Buffalo you, you know, you could have taxidermied the horse and rode up on it with Kendall on the back. There are so many better ways to do this. But they didn't consult me, so we had to deal with this. Takes all the dudes to Las Vegas, meets uh, Wayne Newton. I don't know why they keep doing this, but they made them write a song about how much they love Becca. And this time, <laughs> I mean... It's kind of nonsensical. They don't love Becca. But this time it was to the tune of a song called Donka Shane. Who, and that song was made famous by a young man by the name of Ferris Bueller. Who was made famous by a movie about him skipping school one day. One time I skipped school... One of the times I skipped school, correct myself, I it was senior skip day. I went to the basketball courts to play basketball with my friend Brett and my other friend Dietrue. And that was when my, uh, my athletic abilities kind of, you know, dropped off. Maybe we'll we'll call it plateaued. And by plateaued, I meant came crashing down in front of my eyeballs. So I've dunked a girls basketball before. Naja Nicholson was in the gym when I did it. If you have to ask anybody, he knows. He was the only other person that saw it. I couldn't believe it myself. But I tried to do it again on this neighborhood basketball court. Ended up fracturing my ankle Tearing a couple ligaments, got a little air cast, and it's been weak ever since. I haven't been able to jump 
ever since. One time I, a couple times in Athens, I tried to jump and high five the little uh, street crossing hand sign, you know. I, I ran across the street with like two seconds to spare. And then the game is to jump and high five the, the stopping hand. I lost that game a couple times. Getting off topic. They meet Wayne Newton. They write a song about him. They have to perform this song in front of her and a live audience in Las Vegas. And it does not go well. These guys are the most untalented, uncomfortable with a microphone people I've ever seen in my entire life. How you don't get up there and start calling the dogs immediately. Like I would probably get kicked off the show. He's like, whoops, now it's coming down. And then they would just be like, it's a me machine. And then I get kicked off. That's not what happened. They were pretty goofy about it. I was like, yo, this John kid is so uncomfortable with a microphone and won't even make eye contact. (laughs) Won't even make eye contact with Becca. And he's talking about how much he loves her and stuff. In this song, at least. And he ends up getting kicked off. I need to start betting on this stuff, man. Because I called called the other thing. It was uh, David and Jordan continuing their drama. They go out in the desert. And I'm like, holy shit, she's about to pull a Chris, dude. She's about to pull a Chris and send both of these dudes home for the he said, she said bullshit. Just like Chris did in his season. Those girls were doing the whole, oh, you know, she said, oh, she's lying, blah, blah, blah. He's like, enough of this. Like, I'm going to, I can't. I'm going home. You guys do whatever. Fight to the death in the desert. And and then walk home. I thought she was going to do the same thing. She didn't. She waited until Jordan got back to the house. Had a conversation with him. Realize, okay, maybe I should have just sent them both home. He sounds like he's kind of full of himself. Which, you know, when you're a male model and you're not full of yourself, you're probably not going to go very far in life or in your career. It's just part of what he, what he does for a living. Like nobody asks Becca what she does for a living. What is she, what the fuck is she worth? What has she done in her career? You know, nobody knows what Becca's fucking job is or was her job. Now is to just be single, be a single girl on television. I've been single for a while. I don't get a fucking TV show about it. I don't get paid for that shit. No. But no, the singing thing, singing in front of the crowd was probably the second most embarrassing thing that's happened in Las Vegas. The first a story that my friends told me one morning on our last trip to Vegas was that I, we were in the Luxor and I was so drunk that I completely missed the crap table with the dice and I hit the dealer in the chest <laughs> with the fucking dice and somehow managed to not get asked to leave. (laughs) But 
I had my friend Brett there to help me get home safely. So shouts out to him. And the opposite of a shouts out to Dietrich for leaving me there. Bros before hoes. Speaking of speaking of bros before hoes, this girl, I went to a house party for Brett's brothers going away, going away party. This girl comes up to me and starts grabbing my hand and wanting to dance with me. And then I was kind of sober. So I was like, wait till I have like at least two more beers and then I'll think about it. She was like, can you just pretend please? Can you please just pretend? I was like, what do you mean? She was like, the guy I like is over there and I want to make him jealous. Can you at least just pretend for a second? And I was like, I have to leave. I have to go. I'm not, no, you're not going to fucking listen here, lady. The producer, the talent, and the writer of the number one podcast in America (laughs) is not a pawn in your little fucking relationship scheme with this dude. All right? You understand? So she left crying, of course. No, I'm just kidding. I think she was too drunk to even... I don't think she even knew my name. But that's fine. Because as we've seen with The Bachelorette, you can't you can't find love by just dancing with somebody one time. You have to make out with them on national TV like 50 fucking times before you find true love. These guys were so fucking awkward, man. It was... It was painful to watch. David and Jordan get sent home. Um, David didn't really take a whole bros before hose thing either. So maybe maybe him and Demetri will get along as friends. Or boyfriend, girlfriend. You hear that, D-Troop? Talking to you, fella. Yeah, this one dude was like, I've said the, I've only said the L word once. I've only told someone I love them once. And she broke up with me. And that's, that's when I had my heart broken. And I kind of, I mean, I kind of felt that I, I kind of related to him because I've had my heart broken before. It's not fun. I had my heart broken on January 8th of this year, 2018. When Tula Tagaloviola, whatever the fuck his name was, came in and ruined my fucking life. The Georgia fucking Bulldogs lost a national championship. And my heart is broken. It's still broken. I'm not over it. And you know, your immediate reaction is there's no God. There is no fucking God. If, if I am, I'm, if I'm one of God's creations, if I'm perfect in his, in his eyes and in his light, how, how is there a God if he, if he would be willing to put one of his children through that? If there is a God, he's not a good parent. He's not a good parent. And I should call fucking the universal defects on his ass just child abuse 
torture, man. Your immediate reaction is there's no God. But then as time passes and you try your best to get over it, you see that there is a God. This isn't an accident. This universe is not an accident. He created a beautiful world and a beautiful universe for us to be in. And I've cut, I mean, I drew, I didn't draw a short straw here. I'm a white male in America. I've got a pretty good deal here. But I know there's a God because I know that an ultimate being, an ultimate power hates me as a person. The ultimate power in the entire universes of universes hates me as a person. And I challenge you to, to debate me on that. Explain this. Explain a 25-point, blowing a 25-point lead in a Super Bowl. Explain letting me get all the way to, the, to halftime of a national championship game. It's in my fucking hands. I have it in my hands. It's in my heart. I love it. I want to fucking marry it and cry. I would be happy for the rest of eternity. For one more half of football. You're going to take that away from me. God. Are you listening? This is going off the rails, man. But you know what? I don't care. This is my fucking podcast. There is a God. He fucking hates me. Take that fucking Super Bowl away from me. Take that national championship away from me. I can't. I can't. I was heartbroken. And that's the only time I think in my life that I've ever felt truly fucking broken. There is a God. And Mark Richt was right. We went from having a man, a God-fearing man, who would get on his knees and blow God, suck him off if we won a game, an away game at like Kentucky. Oh, thanks be to our Lord and Savior. I love Mark Rick, man. Thanks be to God, you know? He did this shit, not me. At least he was honest, right? So I looked at the data, and I have to ask, Is Kirby Smart an atheist? Is Kirby Smart an atheist? God is not on our team. God is out of the picture. I looked at the footage. I looked at the film. Not once did I see Kirby Smart point to the sky and thank the Almighty. We got to do something about this, guys. If you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, we got to do something about this. Kirby Smart is an atheist. And we're never going to win a national championship until he shows some appreciation for the almighty (laughs) Lord and Savior. I can't. I'm sorry. Fellas, we got to hear both sides, though. I can appreciate that. 
all you hear, you know, the Bible is probably the most epic book written of all time, right? Where's Satan's book? Where is the book that Kirby Smart's reading? I need to hear both sides. I will advocate for the devil in almost any situation if I know exactly what he wants to advocate for. But I need to know. The devil is in the details, and I need to know the fucking details, all right? Y'all send me uh, <laughs> y'all send me a DM or something with a link to Satan's book, and I'll read it, and I'll give my thoughts on it. We'll have a little book club. How about that? <laughs> no more Bachelorette reviews. I'll just read books and shit. I probably need to. This podcast sucks. This is my worst one yet. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And you know what? I actually recorded some some bonus content this weekend with my boys RJ Breeze 14 and D True 62. I'll probably layer that in on top of this. <laughs> Just so y'all don't hate me. But I guess that's the podcast. I'm gonna go to bed. I love you guys. Bye, Felicia. Howdy partners, mommies and daddies, welcome back to the Idiotomatic Podcast. I'm your host, Aotomatic, aka Braves Automatic. We're sitting here at SunTrust Park during a rain delay. We're in the producer, we're in the booth, baby. Me and my, me and my boy Alex to be true in the booth. Shout out Bird Gang. Tell them what's up, fam. Hey, the John's Creek boys here, you know, we got the jewel on deck. Just hanging out, watching the beautiful $300 million investment from the people of Cobb County, which uh, Liberty Media will pocket. But that's a uh, discussion for another time. Right now, we're just, we're just here for a good time. A short time, but a good time. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know, I I love this place. It's, it's, <laughs> we're, we're getting a little bit wet. We're in the, like I said, we're in the producer booth. RJ Darnowski just walked up. And by RJ Darnowski, I mean RJ Breeze 14. Follow him on Twitter. Let, I'm going to let him holler at, holler at the fam. Is this the podcast going live? Yeah. Right. Oh, man. I didn't bring my notes, but um, <laughs> thanks to all the listeners, obviously, first of all. Um, always space for advertising, second of all. And, I mean, third of all, honestly, enjoy the weekends. That's what I'm going to try to do right now. They got tarp on the field, singing America. Wait, singing Amazing Grace. <laughs> it looks like it actually looks like they're about to take the tarp off the field, which feeds into the meteorology. Wait, hang on one second. Just let let the man talk. It sounds it sounds as if Alex's conspiracy theory regarding um, Brian, what's his name, the meteorologist, uh, Brad Brad Nitz. Brad Nitz. Brad Nitz was clearly frustrated that he wasn't able to get through the Cracker Jack line quickly enough, so he decided to call in a weather delay, which I'm telling you right now, it lasted all of eight and a half minutes, but this place emptied out from from the time it started to now, man. People, I actually got a text message from my friend. We're hanging around because Alex bought uh, some 50-50 raffle tickets, and, you know, so we, we, we can't leave, but... It's just emptied out. So, so my friend texted me and said, "Oh, by the, it's going to be a really long delay." 
Really? Is that, is that, is that real? Brett Solomon texted me. It's going to be a really long delay. I don't think so. Eight and a half minutes. Brett Solomon pays for dark skies on his phone. They have no fucking idea what is going to happen with the weather. These motherfuckers are cleaning off the tarp. They're shaking the dirt off the tarp. They're ready to go again. This dude is out there bowling. I've got $40 worth of raffle tickets, about 80 for 40 So we at least have to stay between the 7th and 8th innings. If I win, believe this, 10% at least is going to the, the two bros sitting beside me right now. D-True 62 and RJ Breeze 14. Please believe that all the educated mommies at um, Red Pepper Taqueria in Town Brookhaven will be the recipients of free beverages courtesy of your one and only A-Automatic tonight. Please believe that you'll be you'll be given free courtesies other than drinks as well. Daddy's coming with that fucking thunder dick and, and we're gonna get it we're gonna fucking get it popping. I'ma get 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 it popping. RJ, what do you guys say about this? I don't know, did you tell the listeners that we're sitting in a section that's roped by red rope and I don't think we're supposed to be sitting in, but this rope is secluded. It's exclusive for anybody except for five-star podcast producers. <laughs> Go Braves. Oh, I'm the guest. We got RJ. We got RJ in that. No, that's for a different time. We're talking about the rain. We're talking about the raffle. We are enjoying sitting in the fucking producer booth. Brad Nitz can suck my fat black cock. See, that can't go on the podcast. Yes, it is. That's the podcast. <laughs> Goodbye, Felicia.